Way back in the 80s, four guys in Farmington got together and formed a band called Burgundy. They moved the band to Denver, gained a following, and renamed themselves Manor Monsters. They later renamed themselves again to the Good Sirs. One of those guys is my next guest. Dee Dee Seaton is a former musician turned current artist and chef. While he's no longer performing in a band, today he's a force to be reckoned with in the Arts District in downtown Denver and in the kitchen where he works as a chef during the day. Spend an hour with Danny, buy him a beer, and talk philosophy or spirituality with him. He'll fill your mind with ideas. Get him on a rant and he'll fill your belly with laughter. Get him to cook for you and he'll fill your senses with delights. Get him to play a guitar and he'll fill your ears with great music. Become his friend and he'll fill your soul with camaraderie. I'm on the way to pick up Danny or Dee Dee and I might be driving but I know I'm in for a ride. I have his art hanging in my house. I'm privileged to sit at his Thanksgiving spread each year and I only have two regrets. One is that I'm getting lost on the way to his Denver studio. The other is I don't have enough time in one episode to get all of his stories in. But I'm going to give it my best shot. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Cycles proudly serves all types of riders, including new and veteran riders, road and mountain bike aficionados, recreation and transportation cyclists. The 505 community is all about fun and the love of all things bikes. So should I kind of explain what the Art District is all about here? So, so yeah, so we just, we just picked you up from 910 Arts. That's where your studio is. That is where my studio is, yes. And it's in the arts, arts district in Denver. So explain the arts district. So basically, I have a studio inside of a gallery that's inside of an art building that's in the art district. So it's art, 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 art everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere is art. Basically, it's a it's a it's a big concentration of in the art district. It's a concentration of like a lot of uh, galleries and studios, and vendors and artsy things. You know, a little cool restaurants and stuff and it makes for a huge art walk like one of the best in the country yeah i mean lots of people come out for this thing and so they do that every friday it's called first friday is that what it is every the first friday of every month right and they do third friday first, too but it's yeah. not quite as popular okay. as first first friday there are months where i seriously have like a thousand people come through my studio right and that's like every month you know even in like winter when there's blizzards and stuff people love this stuff you know so a thousand people on a single friday oh yeah running through there oh yeah man and so you get to meet and greet all of them and it's a blast you know it's a lot of fun do they have musicians and things like that well i mean i'll I'll have musicians uh you know like if i do shows i'll have musicians play or they'll like hang out in the, the gallery and there's all kinds of weird stuff going on you know you'll see like parades of people like dressed like bunnies and stuff it's ridiculous but uh yeah you'll see uh musicians on the street you know uh little people in costumes uh you know just artsy people having a blast you know wow yeah it's a lot of fun that's awesome have you ever been to one of them no not no. once huh yeah no i i 
you know, with some help, created the the Arwaks in Farmington, but they, they don't they don't come close to comparing. Of course, it's Denver, and we don't have an arts district specifically. But uh, well, you kind of have an artsy scene down there. Yeah, I mean, I remember that show I did down there. there was pretty cool. When did you realize you were an artist? <sighs> that is a good question because I think it was like after. 10, 15 years of painting. <laughs> Honestly, I'd been doing it for a long time and it like kind of dawned on me one day. It's like, oh, that's why I'm so strange, you know? Because I, I mean, seriously, I, I painted for, I'm not even kidding, like 10 years before I even told anybody that I even did it. Yeah. It was just something that I just did because I was kind of like digging into myself, you know, and having fun I didn't really expect anything out of it right right which is kind of the way you should yeah. do it actually yeah. but and then one day I bought a digital camera okay and like the only thing I really had to take pictures of was my artwork so I I took a bunch of pictures of these paintings I've been doing you know they're all like in my bedroom they're like all over the walls and yeah. everything I start showing them to people right and I'm like here check this out these I like making these paintings and I'm, I'm expecting to hear stuff like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, man, you should keep that up or something, you know. Yeah. That's that's what I was expecting to hear. And I'm showing it to them and people are like, why do you work here? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, they're like saying, go to Artistville and sell paintings, you know. It's like, you know, that's, and I, yeah. I heard I heard it over and over and over, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and and honestly, they were, they were pretty terrible paintings at the time, you it know. It was kind of a hobby, like, just... Oh, it was just something I just did because your brain yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was a musician for a long time, and then right. you, you, uh, but when you're a kid and you're like learning to play the guitar, of course you're like look, looking for like those fast licks and all this stuff, and eventually you grow up and you want to do something that's like kind of meaningful, and you're like looking for some creativity and stuff, and that's that's whenever I started to like uh, draw and paint and kind of, and I would meditate and. You know, I'm kind of looking for, like, the, right. the other side of the, you know, the real stuff, you know. Yeah. I went from a, being a musician, like, a shredder. I'm, like, playing fast licks and stuff <laughs> when I'm a kid, like, loud. and Yeah. To, like, kind of actually thinking about what I'm doing. Right. Figuring out different ways to express yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just, I was trying to be creative rather than just uh, practiced, right. you know. Right. Right. So, yeah, you were... Um, you were a musician. You you started a band. Was you started that? You guys started that in Farmington. You're originally from Farmington, Farmington New Mexico, Mexico. Yes. And so, did you guys start that in Farmington? Oh yes, very young. As a matter of fact, okay. we we were a band like very very young. My, our, my first band. I mean, we were playing together since we were kids, right? Right. I mean, in Farmington at that time, we're talking. I mean, there was like one like country bar. Yeah. What, what is the name of that bar? Uh, top Deck. Yeah, yeah, Top Deck. Yeah. Where everybody would go and, you know, they, they would dress in their, they would dress like Brooks and Dunn and stuff. They were the rage at the time, you know? Right. Remember that? And, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's like the only bar in town that you could play music in. And so we, we came up here just to, so we could play, you know, a real club. And they did. They have like, they had like real rock clubs. Right. I mean, and it was like super exciting because we would like get on these huge PA systems, right? I mean, like stacks of speakers and it's like so exciting to like hit a chord on your guitar and it just like, bam! It's like so loud. It's yeah. like, man, it makes you feel like a rock star, right? Just, yeah. And, and of course, when we first started out, it was like, 
uh, you know, we're playing like weekday, we're playing a Monday night at some bar, you know, and eventually, well, actually pretty quickly, we were playing weekend nights and we like started getting a following and started, you know, writing music, you know, that's how where the, the whole like creativity things comes in, you know, right. whenever you're not just playing licks on the guitar, but you like have to actually like write songs yeah. and, you know, and build a following and, you know, we're just learning all these things, baby steps, you right. know. So you started off kind of covering, covering stuff, and then you started writing your own stuff. No, I mean we we never really did covers. Really, you yeah. started right off. No, with we doing were your we were stuff. writing songs when we were like, like young, Dude. young, young, young. Nice. And the, like the scene up here, like you, I mean, it wasn't a cool thing to be in a cover band. Right. You you wrote songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, that that was just what was cool, you know. And there was like a there was a cool scene too. I mean, it was like this real like charismatic rock scene, you know. We like we come up here the summer before, like before my senior year in high school, and we saw these bands that were just like kick ass, you know. We're like totally inspired by them, you know. Right. But yeah, I mean, cover bands like that's like, I mean, of course yeah. we did a few covers. We played some. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll throw on a cover just for fun. But sure. like when we played a club, it was original music. Right. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. when we were in Farmington, it was. I mean, we we had a practice space out on my grandma's farm. I mean, there was right. literally like cattle outside. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing for cows. We were. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of a boring audience, guys. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you stop a song and it's silence, maybe a little moo here and there, but yeah, it was so exciting for us, you know, and then like we're headed down here to, we somehow got this practice space down here and it was like the best practice space in the city. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. It had a little stage in it. Yeah. I mean, we had like concerts down there. It was a big building, it's, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it's right up here. Well, I'll show it to you. I mean, a big building and... It was full of bands. Yeah. So it used to be a yogurt factory, right? Okay. okay. So, and then of course all these rooms emptied out over the years and they started renting them out to bands to like, right. you know, make a little money off it or whatever. And for years and years, it was, there was like, I don't know, 11, 12 bands and all kinds of bands, like rock bands, alternative bands, all, you know, even cover bands, nice. like all of that. But I mean, uh, some of the best nights is when these bands didn't have a gig. Right. Because everybody Everybody's was there, there hanging out yeah. there. Yeah. And we would, we would like buy some kegs. And this is like before the whole craft beer thing happened, right? right. So we, we would buy these kegs of like pretty terrible beer, <laughs> charge people like five, five bucks a head so they could drink off the, the, the keg all night long. Right. But yeah, we would, we would make lots of money and people could go from room to room. Yeah watching all kinds of bands. Nice. And then we would wait till everybody was like nice and lit up and we would be up in our awesome space at the top of the building. Right. Start our show and I mean everybody would, in the building would come up. You were in the penthouse. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, basically yes. And so what is that building now? It's Great Divide Brewing. Okay. Is what it is. They moved in when we were uh, practicing there and nobody knew who they were and of course they're like one of the biggest brewers around right, right now. Yeah. You you can't go to a liquor store without seeing some great divide brewing in it. If you're a beer connoisseur in Denver, you'll know Great Divide Brewing. Oh yeah. You'll know where that building is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So did you start painting while you were in Farmington or when, when you when you moved up here? No, I in in that same building I'm okay. talking about. I that was the first time I ever set up an easel right. and put paint on it. Really? Was in this practice space. Right. And cuz cuz I mean I was a musician kind of looking for something else, right? I was looking right. for that that uh something something. I don't know what you call it. Just that creativity is what I was looking for. Yeah. Cuz I mean I seriously practiced my guitar when I was a kid to the point that I was like, I mean, flying all over the neck and it's like, yeah. there's got to be something more to it, you know, <laughs> there's got to be more. And, and I, I did, I looked for it and I found it, you know. You guys put out a couple of albums. Oh yeah. With the band. Oh yeah. So in that, um, people can find that. Can they find that music online? Sure. Um, like on, uh, SoundCloud, okay. there's Men or Monsters or the Good Sirs or, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. But, uh, and as a matter of fact, the, 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 the artwork on the cover of this album was the picture of this building we're headed to. Okay. When did you sell your first painting? I probably sold my first painting, I, I mean, I, the year, I have no idea. It was a long time ago. But I would sell paintings for like, you know, 50 bucks. Yeah. Just... You know, just here, you want it, take it, you know. Right. It was exciting, you know. Right. I remember the first big painting I ever sold. Yeah. I was like jumping around like I'd won the lottery. <laughs> it felt so good. Yeah. Remember our old dog Sadie? Yeah. She was like I I sold this painting to this guy and he took it out of the room and I started jumping around. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And Sadie's looking at me like what is going on with you? What is wrong with you? I was so excited. <laughs> I, I felt like I had won the lottery. It just like Yeah. Do you remember when when you first set up in a studio? Well, the first time I ever like broke out an easel was at this this loft at, at a 19th and Arapaho. And, you know, I sat down, I just remember it feeling like really comfortable, you know, it's like it just felt right, you know. Uh, and and that was kind of my first studio. It's basically, a, it was the practice space for our band, but I mean, I had a little corner set up where I could paint and stuff. I painted in a, a garage that was like so cold that I would have to like dress in layers. I can't believe I did this. I did it for years as a matter of fact. Right. I painted in a, in a garage where I would just like have to like, I put on like three pairs of sweatpants and like stood next to a propane heater in the winter bucket of gesso put it on a stove and oh, put it on a man. low flame and like thought it out like a soup so that I could prep a canvas <laughs> right. I was like so dedicated for some reason it was ridiculous I can't oh, believe man. I look back on that it's like I can't believe I did stuff like that you were having shows you were exhibiting while you were still there while you were painting there oh yeah yeah I, I, I started showing my paintings in like uh, you know little shows coffee shops uh but like uh the first like real show i got into in a real gallery i had this cool uh painting of bridget bardot right yeah i remember i mean i was like set on getting into this gallery it was like you know they're jury shows you gotta you gotta submit your paintings and then someone says uh yay or nay you know right and i had never done that before so i submit this painting i submitted two paintings and one of them, they were like, nope. But, yeah. and I was so bummed because I got rejected from the show. I wanted it so bad. I mean, I even went out and bought a suit to like go to the reception right. and stuff. Right. But I'm sitting there, my phone is sitting on the coffee table and it and it was like buzzing. Bzz, bzz, bzz. 
And I'm like depressed as shit because I thought these guys had rejected me. Oh. So I checked and, you know, it was like I had a message. And so I I checked my messages and it's Pirate Gallery over here. And I got into my very first gallery. Nice. Yeah, it was. That's awesome. That was a great feeling. Explain what happened with Willie. This Willie Nelson painting I had was kind of like my big hit. And I decided I'm going to take a little canvas this big, you know, it was like 16 by 24. I forget the dimensions. And I'm like, I'm going to spend like two weeks on this painting. And I ended up spending like two days on it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that was just like one of my, uh, it was like just a really good painting. I just, I mean, and I was like so proud of this painting, you know, but, uh, I had it sitting in my studio for like years and years and with like NFS, a little tag on there, it means not for not sale. For sale. Yeah. It's because like, I don't want to part with my buddy, you know. Right. But this guy walks in one night and he's like, why isn't this for sale? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Everything's for sale for a certain price, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, he was like, well, I actually, I work for Willie Nelson. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm the CEO of his, uh, his hemp company. And if you're willing to part with this, I'll, I'll buy it from you. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess so. Cool. <laughs> and I mean, he gave me a good price and, and then he starts showing me pictures of Willie Nelson at his birthday party and stuff. Yeah. You know, he's hanging out with him and nice. So yeah, I mean, that was just a really good night. So was he, he was planning on giving that to Willie as like a birthday present or something yeah i mean he would uh he i remember saying oh yeah he's gonna love this he's gonna love this you know i painted a a portrait of willie nelson and then willie nelson's gonna see it <laughs> I, I mean that's that was like the yeah. last thing i imagined yeah. whenever i was painting that thing you know besides being an artist you're also a chef yeah yeah i love i love cooking so how does that happen how do you be a musician and a visual artist and and um, and a chef all at the same time. They're all a form of art. But yeah, I mean, normally people pick one. A friends of mine write me. It's like, man, you made the best soup. Can you write down that recipe for me? <laughs> it's like, don't, don't you understand that I am the recipe? <laughs> I don't. There's no recipe. It's just me and my heart and my soup. You know, yeah. that's that's all there is to it. You should just send them a selfie. So what's next for you? Good, I mean, good question. You've, you're kind of covering a lot of bases. Of course, more art, right? Oh, of course, yeah. more art. That, that's something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, I've just decided. I've, I've, I've painted and I've not painted, and I'm just a much more happier person when I'm painting. Right. Whenever, and as a matter of fact, the, like, the more I dig in there and, like, challenge myself and, you know, just, you know, release all that. It, it feels like I'm pulling weeds out of myself yeah. when I paint. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm cleaning this, like, garden inside myself, you know? Right. There are a lot of thoughts and feelings uh, displayed in in a lot of your paintings. Yeah, I mean, you, it's stuff that can't be expressed with words, right. basically, you know. Right. And uh, it's expression. It's just, you know, uh, like sometimes you'll see in the movies someone like a, 
up at a canvas and they're like throwing paint on the canvas and they're like crying and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've never actually like wept while I've made it a painting, but crying that's what it feels inside. like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, I mean, it's just like letting it all out, you know, yeah. you've got it. It's like you're screaming or something, you know, right. that's what it feels like. Do you have a, a favorite? I, I, I don't like to use the word favorite, favorite painting, but like a painting that means more to you than for whatever reason than maybe some other. So I have this one piece. I don't know why. I mean, because w- whenever I first started out, I was like looking for like this sense of style, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I'm, I'm like looking for this unique brand, you know? And I have a painting called Ernk, E-R-N-K. Right. Do you know which painting yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, I have a print of it. Do, do you? Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's little, right. Little, you have a little print yeah. of it. Cool. Yeah, cool beans, man. Yeah. Nice. But for, for like years and years, I felt like this painting described this style I was going for. And it has like that real guttural pull, right. you know. To, it has like the, and as a matter of fact, the the Ernk part, it's mm-hmm. like, that's literally like this. It was supposed to be like this guttural sound. Like it's like, ah, you know, just like <laughs> right. this. This this roar from inside, you know, yeah. but I mean, it was in like the museum in Farmington. It was right. in a, the uh, the newspaper. It was in the the best of the art district show. It was in like just all these yeah. awesome shows, you know. Yeah. And one night this guy comes in and he's like, I want to buy this painting. I'm like, nope, <laughs> that's my baby. You're not taking it. Yeah. And he was like, I want to buy this one and this one. And he pulls out a big old wad of cash and it's like. I mean, this is after years and years of showing this piece. It's like, right. man, at some point you've got to like kind of let go. Yeah. And, you got to raise the child and send him out. In the yeah, world. but I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's my favorite, but that's one. That's the one that kind of like right. it was hard letting go of that one. Right. You know, okay. along with Willie too, it was hard letting yeah. go of him too. Even though it was yeah. like one of the best nights of my life. That's you an know? amazing painting, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean. You know what? I, which one I, I really like right now, currently, because I like a bunch of for different reasons, but Freckles. Something oh, about yeah? Freckles, man. I love Really? That. Yeah. The, and the, I have a thing for, like, red-headed women with freckles, and that just draws me every time. I can't stop looking at it and looking through stuff, and I'm like, oh, there she is again. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show with me, man. Right on. Thanks for having me. That's nice, yeah. Thanks for allowing me to get us completely lost. Thanks for getting us stuck in traffic. I I needed some more of that in my life. (laughs) What I'm here for. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com